0: Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, the one position group that perhaps has garnered the most attention this offseason, inside linebacker. And the spotlight certainly won't dim once training camp begins. The Cardinals have invested a lot in the position. For starters, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, back-to-back first-round draft picks. Then what about Jordan Hicks? What's his role in all of this? We'll get into it all. But first, speaking of roles, the Kurt Warner story is about to hit the big screen. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 438, and it starts now.
1: Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai,
0: proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals
1: Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side to Fitz, caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Here's Craig
0: Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. So we've known about this project for a while, MJ. We now have an official release date. December 10th. The title, American Underdog. The story of how Kurt Warner went from grocery store clerk to Super Bowl MVP. Saw this late last week. And from Warner himself, who tweeted... Here we go people, it has been an incredible journey and thanks to all the love and support over the years, I am excited to bring our story to the big screen, especially at a time we could all use a little inspiration, hashtag American Underdog. I remember talking about this a year ago around this same time and now to actually see it come alive if you will, a couple more months to wait, but uh, the story of Kurt Warner, it is an incredible story.
1: I think the, uh, they got the title right. And, you know, we all know the story, you know, clearly when he played for the Cardinals. But, you know, the fact that he was stocking shelves and he, he had to go to NFL Europe to play. And when he was in the Packers' camp, he was a four string quarterback. I want to say he was behind Favre, Ty Detmer, and Mark Brunel. And they wouldn't even give him a chance. Um, so I, I do think, you know, what he accomplished in St. Louis. Um, Every time he left the field in the Super Bowl, he was either tied or they were winning, and he went one and two in Super Bowls. But what he was able to do with that greatest show on turf, um, you know, the story about Brenda and how they met, uh, their family, um, his disabled son who's doing really well. No, it's just, I mean, you won't meet a nicer guy. He's sincere. You see what you get on the, on, on the television and You know, he's nothing's been given to him. He had to work for it. So I'm looking forward to watching it. But. You know, what he did in St. Louis, I mean, it's gonna be hard to duplicate what he did there.
0: And it says to Super Bowl MVP. So does this include any of his time with the Giants? Does it include any of his time here with the Cardinals? I think we'll have to wait and see. But you can't you can't include everything when you're limited to what? Two hours, two and a half hours, whatever the running time is going to be with this. But if you're looking for maybe if there is no Cardinals aspect, maybe you look for you mentioned playing in Europe, how about playing indoor football, the Iowa Barnstormers, and losing to the Arizona Rattlers in the championship game?
1: Well, actually, on the trailer, they show that. Okay, so we do have a little bit of an Arizona connection. Yes, yes, and you you covered that? Uh, no, that was before I arrived. Okay, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, that, that's where I think Kurt tried to fig- he figured it out, where I can recognize defenses because we know that they can get, let a guy go in motion before the ball snapped. And yes, it, it may have been the most talented players, but I think his mindset was I get over the ball because we know one thing about Kurt Warner, and I don't know how many other quarterbacks, I'm sure Peyton Manning, probably Brady, when they break the huddle, they already know where the ball's going. It doesn't matter if you want to play chess with me and, and move the the coverage over, I know where I'm going with the ball. And hopefully, our guy, Kyler Murray, can kind of figure that out once the game slows down for him. Well,
0: how many times have we heard Kurt say, I would prefer you to blitz? Because then I know, and that was the reaction and just seeing so many different defenses that he could make those decisions in fewer than a split second to where, okay, you're going to bring the blitz? Well, I know where I'm throwing the football. And... You know, it's on you at that point. And you're right. I do think we all hope that that Kyler Murray takes that next step, whether that's this season or at least with the Arizona Cardinals in the next couple of seasons. By the way, as far as some other information on this movie, Zachary Levy is playing Kurt Warner. And I had to kind of do a little bit of a Google search. Levy plays or played the title character of the movie Shazam. So that's might be a little bit of a known commodity, and then Dennis Quaid is in this movie. He Plays Dick Vermeil, so you do get to kind of see this is a this is not this is a big budget film, if you will, as far as name value who is in this movie. And we always say, you know, if they're going to make a movie about your life, who would you
1: like to play you? And all of a sudden, Kurt Warner has that answer. He's got Zachary Levy. Now Dennis Quaid, obviously a great actor over the years. Uh, I hope he uh, learns how to cry in this movie. <laughs> yes, he does. And, yes. and bless Dick Vermeil's heart because he's the one that gave Kurt a chance. I mean, we, we know that you know Mark Bolger and all that, Trent Green goes down and he gets an opportunity, and then Kurt had the bad thumb and they moved on from him. But, you know, he saw something in him, and, and maybe it was heart. And just, you know, you have that underdog on your roster and he goes out there and works hard so everyone else is like, if he's putting the work in, and I he's half talented as me, I need to put the work in. So it was more like, okay, we, we're gonna we're gonna rally him around this guy. And usually, when you, your starting quarterback goes down in training camp, or maybe it was the first game, um, you, you know, you go to the backup, and you're hoping that the other guys will rally, and he rallied that team. We always talk about taking advantage of
0: the opportunity. You don't know when that opportunity is going to come, when that knock on the door is going to come, but what do you do when you get that opportunity? And Kurt Warner certainly made the most of his opportunity in the National Football League. Again, December 10th, American Underdog is the title of the movie. The Kurt Warner story, and we'll kind of follow along as well, here on Cardinals Cover Two, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona
1: Cardinals. The reason why I mentioned the Packers because you could you, in in the trailer they show him leaving the facility. Now, I wish they would, sh- you know, just selfishly for our, us, I wish they would show the the entire three sixty, you know, the entire career because the Chicago Bears brought him in to compete for the third string quarterback position. The Bears need quarter. Uh, well, we'll we'll see what happens with Justin Fields, but it's just funny that, you know, he he gets benched um, when they played the Cardinals at Sun Devil Stadium thanks to Bertram yes. Berry, and I, I want to believe on the plane ride home that's when they told him they're going to Eli Manning, and so he, he he's a pro, he tries to help him, and then in the off season all of a sudden, you know, the Cardinals got him, and it was like okay, open competition with Matt Liner. okay. You know, it's just the, the, what he's had to go through. Well, remember he was booed. Oh yeah at at State Farm Stadium. I mean, yeah. he was he was
0: booed <laughs> off the field at one point. And you know we you know people kind of forget about those little moments, but it's all part of the journey to yeah. get to where the Cardinals got that season, and that is to the Super Bowl.
1: And then you know he he clearly. I think he wanted better protection on the line like any quarterback would want, but he remember he visited the 49ers. Yes, I
0: do remember that. Tracking where Kurt Warner's going <laughs> <laughs> and calling his agent trying to get any information because yeah, it's those those are fun those are fun memories. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, as you look back again, American underdog December 10th. All right, let's move along and we continue our position by position breakdown here as we get closer and closer to training camp. Yes, it is literally right around the corner later this month. The team will report and get ready for the 2021 regular season. And as we talk about the inside linebacker position, the direction here, MJ, is very clear. The future is right now, like yesterday. Yesterday. You've got Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons. First-round draft picks in back-to-back years. And we go back to draft nights, most recently in April, when General Manager Steve Kime called that pairing two trees in the middle of the field. And then a little bit later on, Kingsbury added to that and said two really fast trees. And right there... We kind of figured out, all right, well, this is what they're telling us. Okay, this is what we're going to have to discuss. And you've got a rookie and you've got a second-year player who did not have an offseason a year prior. Now, all of a sudden, they are right smack in the middle of a defense that was very, very good last season and is looking to take that next step this season.
1: The way I look at this uh, – Clearly, you can see the upside. You can see the upside in Isaiah Simmons and, you know, how I feel, you know, give him an entire offseason uh, just like anyone else, especially guys that are drafted in the first four rounds. I mean, you're, you're counting on them to be part of your future, your core moving forward. And, and zaven Collins, he's, he's he looks the part. He's done everything they've asked him to do on the football field. Uh, but to me, it's a big question mark because – when you look behind it, and we'll get into to the the depth on there, but hey, they've made it very clear. I I just think you know, what are the, what does it look like in September compared to October, November, and December? Like there, there's going to be some growing pains. We watched Kyle Shanahan go at um, right off the right off the cuff in Week One against Isaiah Simmons. Now, adding J.J. Watt, you know, hopefully your corners can you know hold down the uh, the coverage over there and. You can get a push up front. So it's not like it was last year, but um, it's going to be interesting. And then I think Buda Baker will be obviously the face of the defense. And maybe because we know Collins is going to have to get everyone lined up, but a healthy Chandler Jones, motivated Chandler Jones, that's going to go a long way. Marcus Golden. So, you know, they're going to have talent around them, not to say to cover them, but it should allow them to play a little bit freer. Over a period of time, there is a lot of confidence from the top
0: and talking about the front office to the coaching staff that this is going to work. Get to your point from the outside looking in, it is a huge question mark because they haven't done it. Talking about Collins and Simmons, we only saw it in flashes with Isaiah in 2020. So, can he be that guy and can Zayvon Collins step in and be that guy right away again? There's a reason why they were drafted in the first round. There's a reason why they both have been given as we like to say, the keys to the defense, if you will, and Collins is going to be the quarterback of that defense. Vance Joseph discussed that as well, and he also added this, and I think this is important to keep in mind. We always talk about patience, and it's easy to talk about patience in the offseason, different story in the regular season, especially as you get into October and November and later on. But when you have two young players playing Right away, and hopefully playing a lot, And Coach Joseph's words, there's going to be some bad downs. There's going to be mistakes, yet at the same time, given the skill set and athleticism of Collins and Simmons, those two players are going to make plays that others can't make or are unable to make. So, there is going to be some growing pains. At the same time, I get it when people say, well, this is your decision, front office coaching staff, so it better work, and it better work right away because you only have so many opportunities to get into the postseason. You can't waste games early in the season and then hope to catch up later on down the line. So I get both sides of it, if you will, and now we just kind of have to sit back
1: and watch it unfold. Well, I'm glad you, you, you classify it. Because when it comes to the front office and the coaching staff, they believe in these guys right away, and I get it, just based on athleticism, uh, football smarts, um, you know, their upside. But I don't. The expectations I, I, going into the season, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the expectations are, but I know you're saying do it right away in week one. But I don't know, is, is that feasible? where he's just going to, you know, again, to me there's going to be some growing pain. So I, I don't know. I think we need to look at the first month of the season, second month. But, again, they have better players around them. You know, if the if the corners can hold down on the outside and then we boot a Baker and, you know, I just think with a healthy Chandler Jones, uh, they, they don't have to be saviors. But, obviously, they're athletic enough to where they can cover tight ends. They can come up in the run support game. But I I would temper the expectations just because, I mean, they haven't played together in a real game. It's a delicate balancing act here you have to play because
0: they wouldn't be playing if everyone didn't think that they were ready. And if you're on that football field, you better know what you're supposed to do, regardless if it's year one or year 10. So there is that aspect of it. But to your point... I mean, there could be instances, and we already heard about it during OTAs and minicamp, that, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. Let's just hope that those mistakes aren't repeated or they're small enough to where someone on the defensive line or on the back end can come up and correct it to where it's maybe just a first down as opposed to 25 yards, a touchdown, if you will. A la last year, week one against the San Francisco 49ers. That was a huge mistake that Kyle Shanahan exploited. Yet, if that happens again this year, you hope maybe it's not for a 60 plus yard touchdown.
1: You got to think on paper, though, Zavin Collins is further ahead than Isaiah Simmons. Correct. He had an offseason, they had a rookie minicamp, they had mandatory uh, OTA or mandatory minicamp OTAs were voluntary. He's been in the classroom. He's they've been they were here, probably up to two weeks ago. So and he's going to get training camp and he's going to get three preseason games. So uh, from 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 the from the jump, he should be further ahead. Now Isaiah's been in the system now two years, and just looking at him on the field, he's confident. He's comfortable. He he understands his role in this in this defense, whether it's four four different positions covering tight ends, rushing the passer. Um, dropping back into coverage, covering the slot receiver. So he should be further along just being in the system. But I do think Collins, his the gap could be a lot closer just based on what he's been able to do this offseason. It is a huge responsibility
0: for both those players, but they are not putting a ton on their shoulders. Vance Joseph used that players before scheme, talking about simplifying things. So, yes, you're the quarterback of the defense, and you're the inside linebacker, Isaiah Simmons, that we're going to move you around different places, but we're going to make it so it is simple enough for you to understand, for you to execute, and then as you develop and as the defense develops, then maybe we add more to your plate. But right now for Zayvon Collins, it's get the play in from the sidelines It's relay the play to the other 10 players on the football field, and then it's do your job, not worried about Buda Baker doing his, Malcolm Butler doing his, Jordan Phillips doing his. Just settle into your role. Do what you're supposed to do, and then if something breaks down, just make sure it's not your breakdown, that it's something else, because I think they want to make sure that there is some confidence on these two young players, and that confidence isn't blown, isn't shattered early on because you can lose a player early in their career if things aren't going well when up until you get to the pro level Pee-wee football, high school, college, your athleticism, your skill set, you're just better than everyone else. And now all of a sudden you're in a group, you're in a league where everyone is of equal standing, so to speak, at least from the get-go. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, where do you go from here? How do you get to be great? How do you get to become a superstar, a pro bowler, an all-pro? Or do you kind of get lost in the shuffle because you just couldn't quite catch up with everyone else?
1: What I am encouraged is you know, you, if we, t- we take a look at the three layers – D-line, linebacker, and secondary. J.J. Watt, he's played in a, a lot of games. So, you know, there will be a time when he makes a call and, and maybe he's got to tap on his hip or he got to move over. So I think J.J. will be able to settle down with, with the defensive lineman. Their job is to create pressure so the linebackers can shoot the gaps. And then with a healthy and motivated Chandler Jones, to me – He'll calm things down now from a pass rushing standpoint. And then Buda Baker in the se- secondary. So I feel I feel, I'm in, I feel feel comfortable and I'm encouraged that every layer they have a special, uh, you know, a guy that you looks at a leadership role. And being a leader is also a guy that's a really good player. And maybe at some point Malcolm Butler and it's Buda Baker in the secondary just because of how much he's played and how effective he has. But at each layer – they're going to have some guys that can take pressure off of Collins.
0: Yeah, the spotlight is going to be on the inside linebackers, but to your point, they're not going to be asked to do it by themselves. Like, I think a couple of years back, Jordan Hicks was kind of asked to do everything and get everyone set. That's not going to be the case with Zayvon Collins, who will wear that green dot on the back of his helmet. By the way, Bird Gang, you can watch this Cardinals defense, these two young inside linebackers, live at State Farm Stadium this season. Again, single-game tickets are are available right now. You can go to azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. You can also... Get some information on the Protect the Nest ticket plans where you get four games, including prominent primetime matchups this season at State Farm Stadium. There's a red plan and there is a white plan. You can go to azcardinals.com slash tickets for more information or by calling the Cardinals ticket sales office at 602-379-0102. We continue here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Looking at Zavin Collins specifically, six foot five, two 260 pounds, the 16th overall pick out of Tulsa, a three-year starter. And the comp from General Manager Steve Kime, and then I've heard Lorenzo Alexander on flagship station, 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station, talk about it as well, is Tremaine Edmonds who back in 2018, MJ, was the 16th overall pick, and that season started week one and has been the starter ever since then. So it is possible, even though you are a rookie, a young player, to be given that responsibility. But to, ever, to your point, again, it's, okay, who do you have around you to kind of help make sure that you're making all the correct calls and doing what you're supposed to do?
1: I'll say this about Edmonds. They had a really good front four. McDermott's done a really good job. Leslie Frazier's done a really good job. So maybe he was freed up a little bit. I don't think Isaiah had that, those kind of uh, horses up front last year. And this year with a healthy Jordan Phillips, the rotation possibly with you know, guys like uh, Lucky Fautou and Richard Lawrence and then J.J. Watt. So, again, if they, these guys can create pressure, get the quarterback off a spot, it's going to free those guys up. But when I look at that Bills defense, that's really it really started until they got the franchise quarterback and went out and got Diggs with Tredavious White. They had a really good front, so that took a lot of pressure off of him.
0: Yeah, and something that Drew Grigson brought up, this offseason on the Big Red Rays, the Cardinals' director of player personnel, that when you have a Buda Baker and a J.J. Watts and a Chandler Jones, they should know where they're supposed to be. So if you're Zayvon Collins, again, it's do your job. And Gregson did notice, again, this is small sample size. I get it, but as far as commanding the huddle and making sure your voice is heard and sometimes maybe being the loud voice and maybe having to quiet down a J.J. Watt or a Chandler Jones, like, look, I'm the one that got the signal from Vance Joseph. All eyes have to be on me. And I think, and as we've heard from Bertram Berry and others, that you want someone to walk into that huddle as the Mike linebacker and be confident in what you're saying because you hesitate, and then all of a sudden the confidence is lost. So you can be that young player in a huddle and kind of speak down to, if you will, a J.J. Watt, a Buda Baker who've been there, done that, because there can only be one voice at that particular time. Now, if you want to have a discussion on the sideline, that's one thing. But on the football field, before that play and that before that ball is snapped, it can only be Isaiah Simmons. Excuse me, it can only be Zayvon Collins.
1: And, and that's the plan. I mean, he's making the calls. He's just got to make sure he's getting guys lined up and, and and they get the calls. I mean, it could change from uh, pre-snap to motion. I mean, obviously you look at a lot of film uh, during the week, so I don't, they won't be caught off guard. But you got to make sure. I mean, there there could be a time where he's he's actually covering a wide receiver or a tight end on the sidelines. We saw Jordan Hicks do that. I mean they're they're going to try to get him out you know out of the middle there. So, but you can also move your corners up or have a safety over the top help. Um, but don't be surprised if he actually lines up at one point uh, covering a tight end or, or maybe a split split receiver that may, looks like a tight end, but he's he's a wide receiver but looks like a tight end so to speak. Jordan Hicks had done that a, a ton of times. So yeah, I mean, but I I just like the fact that they got, you know. J.J. Watt's played a ton of games. We know that um, Chandler Jones has played a ton of games, Marcus Golden, etc. So, there could be a time after a play they say, okay, yes, this is the call, but make sure you look for this. And I just think when having those veteran guys that have been in the system is going to go a long way to help him.
0: And the most recent time we had a chance to hear from Zayvon Collins about being that guy defensively. He had already had rookie minicamp OTAs and then minicamp as well. And You know, regardless of if he's ready or not, quote, there's no choice whether you're ready or not. You got to be there. And he's doing what he can to learn the defense and learn everyone else's responsibility because as he said, quote, it's a big, huge operating thing that moves in all different directions. And you have to know that within a split second, whenever the offense breaks, it's huddle end quote. So he is putting in the work and then, as they say, how does it translate? How does it move from the classroom onto the field from off season to training camp to preseason to the regular season? Um, you know, his head might be sp- spinning at times and there are going to be mistakes. I just hope because of the what being so adamant from the front office and the coaching staff that this is this is our plan. This is what we're going to do despite what we've got potentially on the sidelines we're going to make or break with zavin collins and isaiah simmons and you know it it it, if it works it's great because now all of a sudden you've got something for the next 10 12 years perhaps if it
1: doesn't then all of a sudden we're having a different conversation in a year or two well i think we got to let it play out i mean clearly you invest in first round picks but in fairness, you know a lot of times it's who's the players around them and I think they have the right players around them It's more mental than anything else. I mean it, it's it's a grind I mean knowing that you have to make the call but again, don't try to play hero ball if everyone just does their job do your job. I mean if you're a corner stick, stick over there and if you got to make a you know a tackle in the open field or you have to come up and run support just do your job. When you start trying to do too much what do they say, uh, when you start thinking you hurt the team, yeah, just just do your job. It sounds simple, and one thing that B Train has really touched on um, this offseason, and when I was got a chance to do the show with him, eyes. Where's his eyes? You hear it, you hear it from a former player or a current player, and you're thinking you just roll your eyes up. It's like uh, we're gonna get better today. No, the more reps you do, the, the better you're gonna get, but it's gonna be about his eyes. Where's his eyes at? Because that's where that's where it gets. Um, Tricky with Moshing. and I mean, I, I'm glad that he's going against Kyler Murray in this offense. Not a lot of teams run four wide, but we know that they have some uh, explosive wide receivers in this offense. I'm I'm glad that they're going against that offense, and, and it may look totally different when they play the Tennessee Titans or the Minnesota Vikings in the first two weeks of the season. But going against an, an up-tempo offense with a mobile quarterback he's going to face some mobile quarterbacks this year.
0: Yeah, and getting that work done during the week as opposed to seeing it for the first time full speed on Sundays I think is going to be a benefit and also the guy next to him, Isaiah Simmons, who doesn't have a lot of experience but enough to where he might be able, and I think there'll be a nice working relationship with both of those guys as far as bringing them both up to the same level, but you look at Simmons, we referenced Collins 65260, Simmons 64238, don't forget wearing number nine this season he's amongst the Cardinal players that opted for single digits this season and as a rookie and even to his own credit as far as looking back at last season he knows it was a little rough in his words and he didn't play a whole heck of a lot early in the season especially after week one but that Seattle game Sunday night football the interception of Russell Wilson I think that was one of those turning points if you will he still wasn't on the field a great deal but his snap count did increase over the last half, maybe those last five, six, seven games to the point where Vance Joseph called him maybe the best rookie as far as where he started to where he finished the improvement that Isaiah Simmons made. And there are a lot of people, MJ, out there that when you look at breakout players or players that could surprise that maybe aren't being talked a lot about, they're looking at Isaiah Simmons based off his limited playing time a year ago to what was he projected to be as a first-round draft pick to now in year two under the same defense What can he do? Because I think he can do so many different things depending on what they ask him to do.
1: He looks like a tall drink of water in number nine. Nothing against 48. Was that what he was? Uh, Yes. Okay. State 48. State 48, exactly. So, but he, he, to me, he's got all the athleticism. Um, It seems like last year we didn't get a chance to, um, you know, interact with these guys. Obviously, everything was on Zoom, and then you get to training camp. Uh, but it seems like even in the flight plan and some of the interviews he's done, he's 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 got a little swag to him, and I like that, you know, because you walk on the field not saying you're the best player, but you're not going to back down for anybody. So I like – and he's matured. I think when we have interviews with him, he's more uh, – and last year he, he was swimming, let's be honest. I mean, it was it was unfair for anybody, but there were rookies that played well last year. Again, which, which teams were they on? What kind of talent did they have around? It, it, it goes a long way, but – I kind of like where he's at. And, I mean, you can line him up at four or five different positions. And, you know, he's probably going to be covering tight ends. Him and Buda, you can put him in the slot. They really don't seem like they want him to rush the passer. But, you know, after Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones and Kennard, I mean, you need somebody to rush the passer unless, you know, when Dennis Garda comes back. So I know last year they wanted to slow play him, but he's got too much athleticism where he needs to be all over the field. Like, he's like Buddha number 2.
0: Yeah, and we heard that this offseason from linebackers coach Bill Davis on the Big Red Rage talking about how many different positions Simmons played. There were six different positions. Three linebacker spots plus nickel, strong safety, and free safety. And in the words of Coach Davis – Simmons' mind, quote, slowed down and his body activated and you saw him make some plays, end quote. Now, how much they ask him to do this season, who knows, but I do think he might be one of those guys that, yes, you're inside linebacker, but depending on what the offense shows you, down in distance, maybe you are lined up over a tight end, covering a slot receiver, or maybe you're that delayed blitzer going after the quarterback and hopefully catching that quarterback off guard because everyone's focused on Chandler Jones, Jordan Phillips, J.J. Watt, and Marcus Golden to where maybe Simmons could sneak in there and get a sack or two. And I think that is the dynamic that
1: at Clemson people saw. You didn't see that last year, though. I believe the organization and the coaching staff, uh, they believe if they can get some bad at balls. I mean, again, it's going to be hard to see him if you got Jordan Phillips, who's tall, you know, depending on J.J. Watt, where he lines up, you got Chandler, who's kind of like Gumby. He's, you know, he puts his arms up. If they get some bad at balls line of scrimmage. Sometimes the quarterback may not see the linebackers, and that's where Isaiah Simmons. So, between Isaiah Simmons and Collins, they should have some picks this year. A couple years ago, Jordan Hicks led the team, and interception was a three. So, I anticipate they're bad at balls, and they're going to get some interceptions just because the quarterback won't be able to see those trees. Um, and then all of a sudden their arms go up. And we know Dansby. Uh, he had a ton of opportunities. And he, he was kind of wiry, too. And he had long arms. So when you have those long arms, you can make some picks. But batted balls is, could lead to turnovers for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, you tip them up in the air. And whether it's yourself or someone on the back end, and you get that football out and you cause that turnover and let's hope that there aren't a lot of Dansby drops. I mean, I mean, we joke about it now and I think even Carlos did as well, but how many times did he have an interception? Yeah. And 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 we say it's like, well, you know, you drop it because you're playing defense. If you had any hands at all, you'd be on the other side of the ball playing offense as a receiver or another pass catcher. So, I do think especially cuz quarterbacks like to throw the ball over the middle and that seems to be especially in this wide open offense that we're starting to see more and more you spread it out but to your point if you've got 64 65 another 65 66 and all of a sudden that just you get an extra foot because the arms are up in the air that's going to be hard for a lot of quarterbacks to see especially if you want to go you know just beyond that 15 20 yard throw down the field you're going to have to get a little bit more air under it uh, and then all of a sudden maybe that gives some time for guys in coverage to make up for maybe a lost step or two that maybe they've been beaten. All of a sudden that ball hangs in the air a little bit longer and you catch up with that receiver that
1: you're covering. Well, it's, it's not like they're going to be stationary. In other words, they're going to get into their stance, and so they're not going to be six four, six five, and that's where maybe the quarterback won't see them. And one other thing i want to point out about Simmons, he's much more physical than I thought. Now, you, you and I watched training camp. And when it came to hitting the bags, I I thought, you know, I watched other guys like Vallejo and Zeke Turner. And, yes, they may have been in the system long enough where they're stronger in their upper body. Um, But as camp continued, you could see a little bit of strength there. But during the games, I mean, I know we're all going to go to the hit on Cam Newton. And we knew Newton was going to flop there. And that's unfortunate because the Cardinals should have won that game. But covering kicks, he's physical, and I think it's because he can run like a deer down the field, and you can't stop him. Those DBs don't want to try to block him. You really saw it
0: on special teams. If he wasn't the first guy, he was the second guy down there to the point where he tied for third on the team as far as special teams tackles with 10. Question is, how much does he play on special teams this year, if at all? And you can make the same case. For Zayvon Collins, but yeah, I think that was the big question that a lot of people have of any kind of a rookie, especially on the defensive side. You know, there's, you know, there's being physical on the college level, and then that physicality increases tenfold at the NFL level. And I do think, you know, that hit on Cam Newton that you referenced, I would much rather see that and then have it being a teaching point recognizing who has the football, because if that's a running back, that's a tight end, a wide receiver, the flag is never going up in the air. But because it's a quarterback, you have to pay a little bit more attention and maybe ease up. On the gas, so to speak. As Bruce Arians always like to say, it's better to say "whoa" than sick him. And I think the Cardinals have someone in Isaiah Simmons who's always going to go full speed and not be afraid. I think we did learn that. Now it's like, okay, recognize certain situations. You don't need to go full speed at the quarterback with under two minutes to go in the fourth quarter be a little bit smarter. And I think that's easier to teach a younger player than, hey, we need you to be something that you're not because you haven't shown it yet. And sometimes there are players that get caught on that side.
1: Those are all valued points. And 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 I, I agree with you. But he was trying to make a play. I mean, it, again, if, if the, the the game is so fast. I mean, but we all knew that, at least watching, that Cam was not going to throw the football. But anyways, we digress. That <laughs> happened last year. Uh, But I agree with you, that's a learning tool, no down and distance. So, you can get your team off, uh, get your offense on the field. So, you've got
0: Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons as your two inside linebackers. Who's behind those two players? As we continue here on Cardinals, cover two presented by Hyundai, a partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And that's why there is a big question mark at inside linebacker. Knock on wood, Collins and Simmons are healthy first and foremost. And they make this work because if they don't, here's who's behind them the returners. Jordan Hicks, Tanner Vallejo, Ezekiel Turner, and Evan Weaver. Vallejo and Turner are core special teams players. They're going to be active on game day. Weaver spent all of last season on the practice squad, the former sixth-round pick in 2020. Not sure what his role on the team is going to be. And then you have Jordan Hicks and we've talked about him and we've talked about the inside linebacker position probably more than any other position this offseason outside of quarterback just because of the dynamics here and you're giving two young players starting jobs, whether they've earned it or not, I would error on the side that they haven't quite and then you have a proven starter and Jordan Hicks who according to reports has been given permission to seek a trade he was not present for OTAs and minicamp question is where does that leave the Cardinals and Jordan Hicks with respects to if Collins and Simmons are the guy who's your backup because I think Jordan Hicks would be a perfect backup but you don't want someone on your team that doesn't want to be here
1: well I think the focus over the last two years is because they drafted two inside linebackers, eighth and 16th overall. And, you know, Jordan Hicks, uh, it was a good signing, you know, and I think he obviously played a ton of snaps, and he gave this team a lot of uh, leadership in that locker room and on the field, well-respected. You know, I hope it all works out because they need some depth at this position. Now, he's a pro. um, He's he's under contract. Something may happen in training camp, but – if everyone's on the same page and and obviously they had an agreement to where he wasn't going to be here and they understood that, he's a pro. Um, They can use him. I mean, nothing against these other guys. Now, clearly, you know, a lot of those tackles were four or five yards down the line of scrimmage, but that really isn't on him. That's on the D line. And covering tight ends probably wasn't the best matchup for the Cardinals, but sometimes, like I told you earlier, teams are going to try to look for matchups. They're going to try to put them on the outside. It's tough to cover. I thought Campbell... Um, Devontae Campbell did a nice job last year when it comes to covering the tight ends. I thought the Cardinals would bring him back. Unfortunately, he signed with the Packers. Good for him. Um, so, but they're you know, I don't know if it's a position where they're concerned because Hicks has the experience, and and I think he'll be a pro when he comes when it when he's in the game or out of the game. You know, I think he'll try to help these young guys. I really do because they're all pulling the same rope. They want to win.
0: He did accept a pay cut this offseason, so he's making $2 million base salary. He's year three into a four-year contract, and I think he could serve both as far as a mentor and someone to bring up both Collins and Simmons and then be that guy as a backup or a rotation player as well because – Vallejo didn't see a lot of defensive snaps in fact most of his defensive snaps last season came in week 17 against the Rams and Turner only saw six defensive snaps last season now I know he would like to be on the field a lot more but there's just not a lot of depth behind your two starters as far as experienced depth especially if you lose Jordan Hicks for one reason or another I don't see him getting released that just that doesn't make sense to me unless there's just something we're not we're not privy to and we're no we don't know what the the rest of the story is as they like to say I just I, I, it just doesn't sit well with me right now and maybe that changes but I would I would certainly hope Jordan Hicks is on this team to be that backup and to be that mentor
1: well because uh, I want to say um, I think it was in that Seattle game where, where the Tanner Vallejo made that tackle it was yeah against the yeah. Seahawks yeah because Jordan night. Hicks was on the sidelines right. and then that's where Isaiah got the pick right correct yeah so I mean they again both of those guys are core special teams players but I think they can play in a pinch I I think Zeke Turner is kind of underrated um, Vallejo is just gonna he's kind of just gonna outsmart you I mean the guy's last in the league it's just they don't have the same athleticism as we're talking about with Collins and Simmons. Now, Vallejo
0: did sign a two-year contract this offseason. He was an unrestricted free agent. Turner was restricted. I don't know if you can read into that any as far as Vallejo getting a two-year deal that you see him maybe being that backup, that mentor, in addition to what he does on special teams. And we've talked a lot about the influence of Jeff Rogers on the roster, and maybe Vallejo becomes that guy. It's just It would be hard for me to all of a sudden have Vallejo being in there a lot as far as playing defense right out of the gates in a pinch because it's not working out with
1: Collins and Simmons. I don't see that happening. I mean, Hicks would be the first guy up, you would assume, right? Correct. Just just based on experience, and maybe you can try to cover some of the stuff he does and let let Collins do his thing because Hicks is more – Collins is replacing Hicks. The weak side and Mike side are totally different yes. with the scheme asked for. So, yeah, we'll just have to let us see it play out. But, um, again, a lot of the five to eight guys are going to be on the on the roster. And we're talking about backups here in um, Vallejo and Turner and – you know, Zeke Turner probably is feels like, you know, I've done everything I can, and maybe that's why he got the tender, next year he gets a chance to go out and be a free agent. I mean, Trent Shurfield felt like, you know, if the Niners are going to give me options at wide receiver, again, uh, these, these guys stick around the league because they do their job. They, they, you don't have to worry about these guys. They're going to show up to work every day. They're not going to make the mental errors, and you can never have enough guys like that as depth on the roster, so... I like where they are. I think we know what they are, and now it's a matter of if they get an opportunity, take advantage of it.
0: And I'm sure Turner saw the opportunity given to Dennis Gardeck and yes. how Gardeck excelled. Good point. Limited number of defensive snaps, yet what do you do when your number's called and Gardeck excelled at being that pass rusher in key situations and obvious passing downs? Can Turner elevate his game to that status when he gets the chance. Again, I I don't know how you would measure that as far as sacks, interceptions, pass deflections. But Turner, I'm sure, I wouldn't say jealousy, but everyone that is a quote-unquote core special teams player that's a position player always wants to be on the offense or defensive side and not just be that special teams guy that you can roll out on special situations.
1: I just don't see, because Gardick was a, a pass rusher. When Chandler went down. They moved him to the outside, but just because of his size. So I don't think he'll ever put up those kind of numbers. Um, but again, he's active around the ball, and it's probably more on teams. But again, you can I, I just like the fact that yes, there's a drop off. But if you put these guys in there, they're not going to make a mental mistake that's going to cost you a game.
0: Now, there's two other players that we need to speak about as far as inside linebacker is concerned. Two newcomers, Jamal Carter and Donald Rutledge, both, by the way, mentioned during Episode 3 of Cardinals Flight Plan by Kingsbury, who said, quote, 27 and 43 are both tough, big, smart guys, and they take it serious too. End quote. Kingsbury is not one to call up guys, if you will, mention guys by name or number as far as being specific and highlighting a player. He doesn't praise and he doesn't criticize publicly. And now you caught just a small glimpse of Kingsbury mic'd up on Cardinals flight plan, talking about two new guys. I mean, Carter and Rutledge, both 6'1", 2'15", 2'10", respectively, and players that are, at least for Carter, this is a position change for him. He's got four seasons of experience at safety, 28 career games, and that connection with Vance Joseph, who was carter's head coach in denver in 2017 carter made the broncos as a rookie free agent and then rutledge was with the colts as a rookie free agent last season and released in final cuts but when we get to training camp at state farm stadium mj i think maybe there'll be people that look for 27 and 43 can they flash not just on special teams but do some things on defense as well
1: I'm intrigued with Carter. Nothing against Rutledge. I guess I have, they had have two forty-three jerseys out there. There's a 43 offense and yeah, defense, yes. Right, so I didn't really hone in on that. But Carter's interesting to me, and they, I know this is kind of a bad word around here when you use the word hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> but I mean, you can never have enough of those guys. I mean, his size, I mean, 6'1", 215, I don't know he's like Raynock Thompson's size, but... I wonder what his – I mean, he's a safety, so he can also play in the boxes as, as a hybrid linebacker. And, again, they tried that with Buchanan, Hassan Reddick. They made it very clear on draft night. Um, Collins is the Mike linebacker. They made it very clear last year that Simmons was the weak side. So I don't want to push the envelope. But I'm curious about his size because – you don't want to pigeonhole somebody that's making this position change. And, and worst case scenario is he, he could play safety too.
0: Yeah, and you look at the safety position, uh, which we've discussed here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Seven players in that safety room, if you will, and maybe an inside linebacker. If needed, you pull Carter or Rutledge off from inside linebacker duties to safety duties, and I think that – to your point about hybrid, that makes you more valuable as a as a player. If you're looking to get on the 53 man roster and you're going through that 90 man at the start and go, okay, we got to get rid of certain players. And if there is a guy on that roster that can do more than one thing and not just play special teams, then all of a sudden you become more valuable because you become not only on the 53 man roster, but you become active on game day because you can go in and play different spots. It's like an offensive lineman being able to play all five spots. A wide receiver being able to play each position. And I think those guys can be in this league for a very long time if given the opportunity. We'll just have to see if Carter and Rutledge
1: can take advantage of that opportunity. And I like the fact that he's at he's 28 career games. I think it's difficult for a rookie to come in and learn five different positions. Now, again, they've tried to slow play Simmons last year, obviously injuries, and they moved him around a little bit here. Um, So the fact is that he's got some experience, so uh, he knows what his strength is, and he's trying to stay in the league here. So whether he's a safety or a linebacker, uh, I'll be watching him in training camp. You know who's wearing the other 43? Sykovitz. Yep. See, I I was paying attention to the other (laughs) 43. (laughs) 43 on offense, 43 on defense, yeah. Cause I'm like, that doesn't look like
0: a son Reddick out there, <laughs> and it doesn't look like an inside linebacker. No. So we got to pay attention to right. the other 43. Exactly. So.
1: <laughs> but these are names that you flood the position. Nothing against Tanner or Vallejo and Zeke Turner, even though we know what they can do on teams. You got to you got to create some depth there at that position. And to me, as we started out the show talking about the inside linebacker spot, I'm optimistic. I know they got enough veteran presence on that side of the ball to help the Collins and Simmons. But there's just a, a to me, a question mark going in. How does it play out during the season?
0: Before we close up this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai Proud Partner of the Arizona Cardinals, we referenced flight plan in episode three which again is up and available on youtube.com slash az cardinals the cardinals official youtube channel you can catch up on all past episodes as well and it was interesting to watch this episode three in addition to what kingsbury had to say he was also caught on a conversation with christian kirk about, hey, how do you like playing inside, as far as inside wide receiver? Well, that's something that we've discussed here on Cardinals Cover 2. And then there was Steve Keim discussing Kingsbury about his growth as a head coach and spending time a little bit more with the defense and special teams, something you noticed right away during OTAs and minicamps. So, bottom line is, Mike Jarecki produced, the, uh, I guess the uh, (laughs) ghostwriter, if you will, for this latest episode of Cardinals Flight Plan, things that we talk about here on air that M.J. brings up. Maybe a little birdie in that, uh, or that fly on the wall, if you will, but uh, it was interesting to see and in here because I do think specifically about Christian Kirk that if he knows where he's going to be from the get-go, and not inside-outside, kind of like the ping-pong ball that the, uh, of an Andy Isabella, what, what, what position are you going to play? And I think the Cardinals did Isabella a disservice his rookie year, and they've acknowledged that. But if Christian Kirk can be that successful inside receiver along with a Rondell Moore. Who knows what happens offensively?
1: It makes total sense. if you didn't have AJ Green on the team, we we know that Kirk can play on the outside. I, I prefer a little taller receiver. We know that he can take the top off the defense. He's shown that uh you know when Kyler's throwing the ball to him. But this is this is a perfect spot for him to get the slant passes going. You know, I'm sure they'll rotate if they want to go four wide you got two guys that can play in this slot, Rondell Moore and Kirk. Uh, we know he's got a chip on his shoulder. And Kingsbury said, you know, we could move to the outside, but right now th- this is going to be your natural position. And, and there was a log jam there with Larry last year and, and Andy Isabella. I think right now it's a one-two punch between Kirk and uh, Rondell Moore.
0: By the way, your next assignment, MJ, yeah. is to uh, get <laughs> us invited to the annual offensive line cookoff. This was also discussed on Cardinals Fly Plan Episode 3. Basically, uh, potluck, everyone brings in something and then apparently the big winner each of the past three years is DJ Humphreys's banana pudding. So if you can't get us on the judging panel, MJ, maybe you can get us some banana pudding upstairs <laughs> so we can actually, as opposed to just hearing and watching this happen, we can get a little taste of what Humphreys is able to do in the kitchen.
1: Well, you can always ask. You know, last year we unfortunately we didn't have our potluck, uh, you know, events, and hopefully I can come back. Our third floor is getting uh, much busier, and that's a good thing, right? Um, I, I thought it was gonna be like somebody's house. Now I, I think it's hard to get these guys once they leave the facilities that everyone show up. But I, Kugler was he was the, Michael Michael Bidwell. It was it was just funny, and then Kyler Murray chimes in at the end about the meatloaf or what was the, what was the option? Uh,
0: I believe the bacon wrapped meatloaf. Yeah, and there was uh, something else. But yeah, Sean Kugler obviously did not win and uh, let everyone know about it. Quote. The depth chart will be changed based on the voting. End quotes. <laughs> Sean Coogler, very sneaky, funny if you would. I, like, I like the humor.
1: voting. He was up there. Oh yeah, dry erase board. And you, every time you know took a vote. But I, I didn't see Kyler, but I heard him. And, <laughs> yeah. and Kyler's vote was his deciding vote. See, that's oh. what happens when you're a franchise quarterback. Well,
0: yeah, see, so you'd expect that. He should have that much pull, that much power <laughs> within the organization. Again, episode three, Cardinals flight plan titled Winning Recipe. If you haven't seen it, again, can't recommend it enough. YouTube.com slash Cardinals, And you can catch up on all past episodes as well on the Cardinals official YouTube channel. On that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. We continue to go position by position here as we go into training camp. Should be a lot of fun as we get ready for the 2021 regular season. That's Mike Jarecki. I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.